the beautiful message that he taught uh, was not heard, was rejected. Why knowledge matters. Father Joachim Ostermann, welcome back. Nice to be here. Lent. Mm-hmm. What is Lent? Well, it's it's a church season. That's, I think, the way um, people should think of it. Like the year, the calendar year has seasons, winter, spring, summer, uh, fall. Um, the, the church year has seasons. And there's a season of, um, of Advent, of Christmas, of ordinary time, of Lent, of Easter, then again of ordinary time, and then it, continue, it starts again with the Advent season. That's the church year. So there are different seasons in the year and they structure our life of faith. And um, it, Lent is the 40 days that precede Easter. And in a nutshell, Lent is a preparation for Easter. And we want to take 40 days to really spiritually prepare for the Easter celebration. Wonderful. And why do you think it is important for a Christian to celebrate and fast during Lent? So most people associate Lent with fasting. So in German, it's called Fastenzeit, fasting season. And um, of course, the most visible practice in Lent is often acts of fasting, maybe just one day a week or just cutting back on one meal a day or something like that. Now, why we do that, that's, that's a long story. And it certainly is not just a, a diet after the winter. It's not supposed to be just some fasting period in preparation for getting rid of the winter fat. No, it's much more, much goes much deeper than that. So the at, East, at Easter time, and on every Sunday of the year, including during Lent, we celebrate the resurrection of Christ. We, re, we celebrate that Christ was born at Christmas time, that God came into the world in the humility of a human person, little child. And then we remember at Easter that he died and rose again. And it's so easy for Christians to forget that, um, that Christ was crucified, that the beautiful message that he taught uh, was not heard, was rejected, was, um, was maligned. And just within days, the crowds would turn against him, just like that. And this power of evil in the world is so easily ignored. And during Lent, we really try to prepare ourselves to appreciate what it means for us to be aware of all that is wrong with the world, what we call evil. But then also prepare for the celebration of the risen Lord, that his life rises again, that his goodness is stronger. But in order to really understand what happens at Easter time, you have to take this long period of 40 days to understand what it means for there to be evil in the world and how you respond to it. How do you celebrate Lent? Or what do you do different? I think for the the biggest part of it is the spiritual part. It is trying to really 
adjust one's prayer life um, to the season of Lent. So during the rest of the year, uh, we celebrate most the risen Christ. Any Christian lives in the confidence that Christ has risen over evil. And it hasn't changed during Lent. During Lent, Christ is also risen and is also present in our lives and his uh, salvation embraces us all. That hasn't changed. But during Lent, I have to focus my prayer life more attentively on what it really is that Christ overcame. And this is, so this is why Lent for me is mostly a period of, um, of a change in my prayer life, in the, in the way I preach, in the way I understand my faith. Um, to be quite honest, I've never entirely gotten my head around the practices of just uh, of fasting. I know that many people like that, find it very important, but the real importance in Lent is to really understand what it is that Christ overcame and what it is in my own life that might uh, be still in the grip of the forces of darkness. Because we are so easily misled. The difficulty with, um, with any sense of really living a good life and turning to goodness is to know that the real good can only be had in God, can only be had uh, through Christ. And the absolute goodness that should be giving us guidance in all kinds, it always has to be the perfect goodness of God. And any finite goodness is just a small part of it. But if we focus entirely on a finite goodness, then we really lose sight. We absolutize something which isn't, which isn't meant to be the absolute good. Like think of the war in Ukraine and the way that um, the Russian leadership turns the glory of Russia into a reason for suppressing the Ukraine. It is blatant evil. And there's nothing wrong with the glory of Russia. It's a great people, a great nation, a great culture. And uh, it should be celebrated, but not at the expense of somebody else's greatness. And this is evil in a nutshell. When we say our own goodness, which is good, and think it's all about that. And everything else doesn't really matter. It's only about my goodness. Then I actually turn into evil, in spite of the fact that I had good intentions. So just as uh, you could argue that the Russian leaders are correct in celebrating Russia's greatness, but by doing it at the expense of the Ukraine, they turn this greatness into evil. And they are in the grip of it. And this goes for all of us. In our small acts of evil in the world, in our sin. And we cannot really repent our sin until we understand that sin is not a breaking of rules. It is that, yes, but it's not just that. But sin is turning to some lesser good and forgetting the greater good. The greater good means the goodness of God and trust in him. And when I suffer, when I suffer from the mistakes of others, then I can remind myself that God's greater goodness will eventually be victorious and I will be swept up in it. It won't be about my goodness, but my goodness is meant to be swept up at Easter time in God's goodness and rise in your life. But in order to really allow myself to be taken up in this movement at Easter, to go up to, uh, into the resurrected life of Christ, I have to first come to terms with what is holding me back and tied to the ground. My own dependencies, my own needs, which I ought not to have. 
that's really what I meant to, over, meant to overcome during Lent. And that's now when fasting makes sense. So somebody might say, by fasting, I learn a certain amount of self-control and self-denial and not be so dependent on having my every need fulfilled right away. I learn a bit of patience. So there's an evidence, there's an importance in these little things that are customary done during Lent. But the most important point of Lent is spiritual, fully understanding what it is that sin means, how it is present in my life, and then to know that, yes, Christ has set me free from that. So I really am supposed to spend Lent to truly understand what it is that the risen Lord has given all of us, and then I can celebrate it at Easter time. Isn't that this precisely what also Christ tried to do by the fact that he went to the desert and then barely ate? And that's when mm-hmm. you actually really start potentially facing those kind of evil because if our body lacks some certain you know food then obviously everything becomes much um, more difficult and then we are also much more inclined to do things that we are not supposed to do and as we all know it's always basically the weak people whether spiritually or you know uh, food wise that mm-hmm. are potentially misled by an evil spirit, for example. And that is kind of why you have to be be careful with fasting. So if fasting leads you to become more vulnerable to uh, acts of forces of darkness, when fasting makes you angry and miserable and aggressive, then stop, stop, stop. (laughs) No, no, but no, I I mean... Christ was strong enough to to hold it. No, I I mean this in the sense of... Because it's... We, as with any hardship too, we cannot really enjoy like the life uh, but if we don't really overcome hardship. And that's the same when you, when yes. you go in the gym, right? We have to suffer in order to build our uh-huh. muscles. And the same is in the sense of the spiritual growth, right? And yes. that's also why Muslims, for example, fast, because a lot of them, they really feel there is something strength and they can forge an even d- deeper relationship with Allah, for example. Mm-hmm. If it makes you stronger, then it's good. This is the bottom line. If it makes you weaker, then you have to stop. And that's why you have to have a personal experience of Lent and celebrate and observe Lent in a way that is working for you. And the sense of getting stronger in spiritual matter is important. And the analogy to the gym is also important. But as Christians, we mustn't make too much of it because it's never our strength that really allows us to live in the Holy Spirit with Christ in our life of faith. It is always God's strength given to us, the gift of faith. We can't work, you can work your way into, uh, into, an athletic, into a career as an athlete. You can do that if you really commit yourself to it. And even if you don't have many gifts, if you really commit yourself and you work, you work, you work, you can become a great athlete. You cannot become a great Christian in the same way. So you cannot make yourself into the perfect Christian, but you can take the, you can cooperate with the spirit. You can cooperate with the gifts God gives you and make them more effective, more strong. And this kind of cooperative relationship, that is what you're supposed to seek in Lent. And if your fasting leads you to a deeper cooperative relationship with God in uh, understanding better 
how you can take part in Christ's suffering on the cross, how you can bear the wounds of the world in some shape or form and really do so in the spirit of the risen Christ and really bring healing and peace to the world. These things you have to kind of, there's a certain amount of intellect in it. You have to think about it. And that's why Lent is all, has to be a time of prayer. You're supposed to take time off to reflect, to think. And fasting is important, but don't make it too like preparing for the next athletic season. It's not quite the same thing. It's more. No, I, I, I really, I really think, I, I really think that there is the analogy is basically perfect, uh-huh. but it's just a different level. It's spiritual, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's, as you say, it's about forging a deeper relationship with God, mm-hmm. not that we become more dependent somehow mm-hmm. or independent in terms of spirituality, but rather that you forge a deeper uh, relationship. And by going through this process of, for example, fasting, I think uh, uh-huh. you provide the, the framework and the circumstance in order to do so. Yeah. There's another way we could use the sports analogies, like, like in team sports. If you're in a team sport, then your own strength is only as useful as it is part of the strength of the team. And um, you, you need your other players to support, uh, to support you, and you need to support them. And so in that case, your own strength is part of something bigger that you can't fully control. And that's a bit Lent as well. It's a bit of a, commu- it's a communal act. The Catholic Church is a, com- it's a community. And by observing Lent together with, other, with your fellow Christians uh, in the church, you are strengthening each other. And, uh, that, and the common experience of a little bit of hardship or even a great hardship uh, can really forge people together. And that's, that's too, I think, is an, ex- an experience of Lent, that you really share Lent with others to grow together in faith. Father Joachim Osamon, thank you so much for You're very welcome. your uh, beautiful description of Lent. I think we, we took some great uh, insights away, especially myself. I hope it helps you in your own spiritual life. And the most important thing to remember is Lent is a preparation for Easter. So it has its own value, but it really is meant to be celebrated fully at Easter time. So if I'm asked, if you want to know what you're supposed to do <laughs> and uh, celebrate Lent in a way that's very specifically, but also write on your calendar, the date for the Easter Triduum, like the Holy Thursday liturgy, the Good Friday liturgy, the Easter vigil. And if at all possible, if there's a Catholic church in your area, make sure to celebrate the three services of the Easter Triduum, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and the Easter Vigil to really complete your Lent in a joyful celebration. Lent isn't uh, for itself. Lent is meant to prepare you for Easter. And Lent isn't complete until you have fully celebrated Easter and the joy of the risen Christ. Father Joachim Ostermann.